Hello and welcome to the first ever Life Changes podcast. Uh, it's really good to be here with you guys. We'll be doing these from time to time in order to keep you up to date with the ever-growing Life Changes church and the missions we're on together as we build a house of salvation. Um, if you didn't know already, by my high-pitched tone, I'm Gabe Phillips, one of the pastors here, and I'm joined by the big man, the chief, uh, <laughs> Mark Manpletson. Uh Mark, it's good to have you here in the upstairs office today doing a podcast together. Thank you, Gabe. Nice, Mark. And just a quick thing uh, before we get going. Uh, I know it's the new year and it's already February, but um, you often start off the year by talking about the year of the athlete. Is this going to be the year? Yeah, I didn't realize this had much to do with what we were talking about, but I think this is going to be the year I've got faith. It has been the decade of the athlete, and I feel like living up to that this year. So let's see where that ends up. Very nice, very nice. So no more Milo, is that what you're saying? Are you going to put this on the internet? I think Milo could be part of a balanced diet. That's oh, all very I'm good. I love it. So just everything in balance. Very good. Yeah. Very helpful. Write that down. Good tip, first of the bat. But in all seriousness, Mark, it's very exciting times with uh, life changes. We've just finished a three-day fast. Lots of life, lots of energy. God doing amazing things. Um, exciting stories of breakthrough already coming, coming through. Um, there's Alpha next week. We've got Vision Sunday coming up uh, in just over a week. Uh, how are you feeling about life changes at the moment? Are you buoyant? Are you filled with faith? What's, what's getting you excited? Yeah, I mean, it's, there's super life in the church. We're loving what God is doing. It's been amazing to meet a whole bunch of new people that have joined in the last six months to see those stories translating into people who are serving, people who are counting for the kingdom of God outside of the church. And uh, stories like Alpha, stories like the three-day fast, and to hear the testimonies that are already coming from people gathering to put God at the center, that stuff gets me pumped. That stuff gets me excited. And the dream of going... Um, as you've heard, and, and I believe God is ascending and extending, church, uh, ascending and extending God, and He's calling an ascending and extending church to reveal itself. And in life changes, we want to live that, we want to be that um, in every area, not just planting sites. It's the site five things that are going on that are kicking off soon, and, and the food projects going on there, all the exciting things that are on the go. Uh, we're pumped, we're excited, and um, I'm very buoyant. Very grateful to God for what He has done and what He continues to do and what He's going to do. I love that quote you said the other day. Um, I can't remember who it was. Possibly Charles Spurgeon, but I'm sure you can attribute any good quote to Charles Spurgeon. That <laughs> once you get saved, you either become a missionary or you're just an imposter. Uh, that's an amazing quote. Where did you find that? <laughs> um, you might find Google is a very helpful. <laughs> it definitely tool. wasn't in a book. We know that. <laughs> it wasn't in a book I read. No, but course. who knows that at the time? That's no one what knows. I said. It came across but, beautifully. But I love it. I think we're in cities not to exist, not to just take and, and not to just be. We're in cities to be missionaries, people who are called there to be blessings, to see and ask God what He's called us to do and live the mission of God in and through every area of our lives. I look at every character of the Bible, Abraham, Moses, Peter, um, Isaiah, he, every time they encounter the living God, there is this, get out, get on with it, go. And um, God's calling us to be a church that's constantly on the move. I think the challenge will always be that uh, we have this desire to settle down. And that quote to me epitomizes a church that, that's not going to settle down because then we're just imposters. It's a church that's going, that's on the mission, and going to see the kingdom advanced. And, say uh, the quote one more time for us. I messed it up. So say it again. What, what is the quote exactly? 
Um, you put me on the spot because I don't have the quote, but we're we're in a city. I actually don't know the quote, but <laughs> fair enough. That's all right. It's good, but it was a powerful moment. Thank I, you for I, that. Possibly was a keyboard playing in the background. Yeah, this so. was. I mean, I would have loved that brief I asked for, but I mean, we don't get okay. that yet. No, so no, no, no. We, we fly by the seat of our pants. But um, there we go. Speaking about flying by the seat of our pants, uh, we are very excited about not only next week Sunday being Vision Sunday, big moments at both our morning and evening meetings when we gather the church and we cast vision for the year ahead and what God is calling us to being a people who are building a house of salvation. All these elements of sending and extending, the missional aspect. Uh, the week after that, we launch a congregation uh, in Milnerton. And, uh, and we are very excited about that. What, what, is, what is getting you excited about Milnerton? What is the thing that you are, are so passionate about? And why, why Milnerton, actually? And why, why are we doing that on the 21st? Well, there's a lot of questions there, Gabe. Yeah, pick so one of them. I've just, um, just connected with someone now, and they asked, what's the most exciting thing about Milnerton? Obviously, um, I do like change. I'm not going to deny that. I do like activating organizations and activating and seeing the church active. But it's, it's hearing from the people who aren't even a part of the launch team going to Milnerton, hearing how excited they are that as a church, we're on a mission. As a church, we're not about staying in our four walls. We are about going. And um, seeing that excitement in people's eyes, seeing some war horses who've been on church plants before and could easily say, well, it's my time to settle in. At Tableville, we've just got aircon, we're getting new covers. It's comfortable here. Why go? To see those people say, actually, we want to be a part of a going, sending story, counting yeah. again, paying a price again. I think the church thrives when the church is going. I think the th church thrives when we're paying prices again, when we keep extending ourselves from comfort zones. And, um, and this is part of that. It's not the full picture. It's not the everything. But to see that excitement in people's eyes and... I get that in your eyes, but when yeah. I see it beyond that, and I see it in other people's eyes who are accountants, who are selling jacuzzis, who are living life, parents and moms saying, we are so amped to be going and seeing the kingdom advanced and a church planted um, into the, the amazing area of Milnerton, that gets me excited because I think then we're making steps forward. Yeah, that's, uh, I love that. I love hearing that stuff, and that's what's uh, beating in my heart as well. But uh, when we talk about the expression of that going and ascending and extending nature of God and us being that as a people, um, we land on a concept of multi-site. We're not going to go church plant to church, but it's going to be life changes Tableview and then life changes Milnerton. You used to be nervous of multi-site. Um, what's changed? Why are you no longer nervous of that? Yeah, I think it's been a journey. I think I watched multi-site from the outside and it's easy to say, well, there's church franchising. Look at it go. And... Um, and it just didn't feel like, an, but actually everything rests on the motivation of man. And I had to wrestle that. And God even had to challenge some of those prejudices that I had. I've encountered some amazing stories. I look at some of my friends who are leading churches and they're part of multi-site churches, either a part of the leadership or part of the story. And I see the life of God in the movement. I, I can give, a, and this isn't the time or the place to do a theological debunking of it, but but I see actually all things, 1 Corinthians 9 says, all things by all means that some might get saved. I want to live that. I want to be that. And if that means breaking up and saying, well, actually, we're going to take a life bringer like Gabe and Fiona Phillips out of yeah. a story like ours, planting them in a different area so that the kingdom can be advanced, so that gifts can be released. Um, John Bishop has a saying, and he says, risk everything, reach everywhere, and release everyone. I, I think... We've got to keep risking. We've got to keep being risk being messy, risk being real, risk being foolish. She says, reach everywhere. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of people who get in their cars and they drive up toward the West Coast, away from the city, to a church where life changes. And for them to invite their friends to this church to drive 
15 minutes up the west. It doesn't make sense. They, they want to invite, they want to have impact. And so we say reach everywhere. It's not just another word, another Christianese program. It's the creative hand of God saying, could we do church differently? And it's not all about the Sunday meeting. And then release everyone. Um, there are people with giftings, and this creates great opportunities for growth, for experimentation, for everything. And so we're super excited that that's where this leads. It takes us on that journey. We get forced into some corners where our comfort zones will be challenged. And um, that gets me excited. Yeah, very cool. Did, did I answer your question? Yeah, I did. But maybe you can just even clarify a little bit here. So, so why not plant a church? Because I'm sure the same motivations would be in you to plant a church. Um, yeah. So why are we still one? Well, basically the question is what will make us still one? In church, what are the benefits of doing And maybe that was some of my reservation at first because I grew up in a church planting movement where church planting was super highly um, celebrated, and it should be. And I think without celebrating yeah. it, we won't plant churches. We won't send people on crazy missions. And I think we're called to do that as well. Life Changers had the privilege of being part of two of those such stories that are churches that are still thriving and still going for it. But as we sat down... You and I said, and we've got a 10-year relationship and friendship, and yeah. we said we love working together. But um, if I can speak about you, you're a man with gifting. You can speak to about preach. me a lot, Mark. <laughs> just, just take your time with this, yeah. You're called to preach the Word of God, and sometimes you're sitting here with me preaching more. It's kind of, let's give expression, let's give wings, let's give space to that thing and, and to that story. And um, so we are a church who will plant churches, and we are a yeah. church that are open to multi-sites. We are a church that want to go, want to multiply, and want to be a part of a multiplying story. And I think you asked in the earlier question, why Milneton? Well, we see the life of God there. Um, we haven't strategically taken a map of Cape Town, said, where could we pull this off, and where are the people? We looked and said, well, where are our people? Where's the life of God? And then we waited on that. And out the blue in March, the first prophetic word out of the blue came from a lady who's quite quiet, quite conservative in our community, who just said, God's called us to multiply something of life changes. And she feels it's Milneton. And that's where the radar struck. And we yeah. felt for the first time there's something here. Then another lady who I, who I know has a prophetic gift and I consider to be a prophet. I said, just pray. And could you just ask God to speak and come back to me? And without me suggesting or saying anything, she drew a picture of a hen and chicken plant. And I'd love people to go and search what it does. But essentially, you've got this plant with a base. It plants, but without putting down roots again, it plants again. And there's life that goes. And she spoke about a multi-site planting and about taking risks and experimenting. Now, I don't think this is everybody's story, but our relationship is unique. Yeah. Our story is unique. Our history is unique. We, we have a unique DNA in, in life changes. And we, we think that that's multipliable and um, conserve the kingdom and see the kingdom extended beyond, beyond our story and table view. So that excites us. That's lovely. I love that. And uh, so we're going to be, from the 21st of Feb, we'll have Life Changes Table View, which has a morning and an evening meeting. And uh, then we'll also have Life Changes Milneton. And then there's, so there's a phrase that, that will describe our family, the, 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 the three congregations that you've used. You said it's one head, one heart, and many hands. Um, can you explain that to us a little bit? Maybe bring some clarity of what that actually means. Yeah, I mean, like you said, we're already two congregations. We're just moving to another one, which just happens to be off-site. And I think that's a good people for people to understand. Our evening congregation is totally different to the morning congregation. Yeah. And we're already doing that. Um, the one heart, one head, many hands, it's, it's one heart. What makes us one is that um, we have a common DNA and we're going to drive. What makes us one is not my gifting, your gifting. 
an individual. What makes us one is the DNA that's inside of us that we think is multipliable, that seems to have a life to it, and we can take that through a strong relational base, see the kingdom extended. The one head, well, it's Jesus. Jesus is the head of the church. He's building his church. And because he is seated on his throne and nothing can ever shift them off that, uh, we feel pretty secure that because Jesus is at the head of a church, we can put some distance and still be one and still journey on a story. But the many hands is probably the one that excites me most. Yeah. The church is not built on the celebrity. It's not built on the one. It has to be built on the many, the many giftings, the many sources of life, the many areas in which God is working, the many different types of giftings. And we feel that, that we can have multiplied opportunities for those giftings to be released in a, in a multiplied congregational story, which means that's why we're doing this. The one heart, one head, many hands. And um, we think that that would be the way. I, I think you can do multi-site many ways. That's what we've turned and we believe is the way helpful for us. Yeah. And I, I do feel a big, a, a big appeal for us as, as a church is that it's not just one group going to plant a church. It's us together planting a church. And then the fact that um, there'll be a whole bunch of amazing people leaving and going risking and stepping out yeah. into Milnerton um, to start something brand new and pioneer something there. But in the same uh, breath, they'll be leaving big spaces here at Tableview. Yeah. And so where there's lots of space for new people to step up and, and people maybe perhaps, uh, if you're listening to this and you're saying, hey, I've been sitting on the edge for a while. Yeah. This is, there's no greater moment to get stuck into building a house of salvation with us than today. Let's get stuck in. Let's do this together because we really believe that God is on the move and we're just wanting to, to go where he's going. And it seems like he's on this together. Yeah, I think uh, we, we just fucking jump in there. We spoke about changing gears last year. Yeah. And um, when we met with the leaders and at the Vision Sunday, we used this concept of God is calling us to change gears. Changing gears is a, a dangerous time for any organization. Yeah. And it's a time when you can lose momentum. It's a time where you can lose people. And we're saying, God, we, we could they believe you've called us to this. So we don't think we should do any of that. We shouldn't lose any momentum. My encouragement, if you're part of Life Changes, and really this podcast is not about beaming across the world. It's for the people of Life Changes to keep ensuring that we're on the same story with the same vision. But if you're part of Life Changes, you're saying we want to be a part of that story, my chance and my opportunity is to say, take the gap. Get involved somewhere. Don't stand back. Don't watch a train go by and say, I wish I jumped on. Let's get stuck in and um, see the kingdom advance in and through every gift story that he's given us. Yeah. Cool, Mark. Wonderful. Just to land on maybe a, a few quick rapid fire personal questions. How are you in Cairns and the boys doing? Um, yeah. Are you guys in the space? <laughs> you feeling life? Yeah, we, we really well, Gabe. Thank you. Um, we have a boy in grade two who is sports mad. We have another two boys at Junior Junction who are loving life. And um, our house is busy. It's, it's lively, loud. You can just ask our neighbors. Um, but my wife as well, she started a dance class and getting back to some of the gift things and, and some of the breathing space. She's dancing. She's going for it. And, and, and so we're really having fun. We feel very privileged to be in the story that we're in. It's been two and a half years since we moved to Cape Town. We feel like we've been here forever. And so we're really grateful to God. Yeah. Any book recommendations for us? What, what book that you've been reading or be inspired by? Uh, yeah, there's a number. But, but I suppose the one that you've heard me speak about is by John Mark Comer. It's called Garden City. I'm not sure if we can get it here locally, but as soon as it's out, I would highly recommend it. And he speaks about work, rest, and the art of being human. And I think everyone, doesn't matter your disposition, whether you're a workaholic or whether you like the couch too much, it's, it's about who am I in God? How do the hours that I put in work count? 
And how do I find a healthy rhythm that sees the kingdom advanced in and through my family, my life, and my work? And I found it hugely inspiring. I read it on leave, and I would highly recommend it for anyone. Brilliant, Marcus. Really, really helpful. Final question is you, you mentioned uh, maybe just under, I don't know if it was under duress or it was a God-inspired moment on Sunday. You did mention the fact that you, you, that you mentioned that I was probably a better preacher than you. Do you want to elaborate on that or do you want to just let that rest or just? I'm not sure if I need a comment again. I'd like to go listen to it again. I can't remember. It yeah. was a very hot Sunday no, and our aircon we'll wasn't working at the time. So it could have been the heat. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm happy to leave it there for now, but uh, we can pick that up at another stage. But we just want to say thanks for, for listening. We really yeah. are encouraged um, by what God is doing. And we're so glad that you get to, are yeah. playing a part in this amazing God story with us. Mm-hmm.